Welcome to the Weekend Wrap-Up. This is Zoe, the summer intern here at KLRC. If you're like me, sometimes you don't catch things as they're happening on the air, but that doesn't mean you have to miss out. Here's some highlights from Mark and Christie's morning show, Isaac from Middays, and The Drive Home with Anson and Kara. Let's see what they've been up to this week. So it is the Wednesday game, the worst case scenario edition. It's a wow. new little game we're playing this summer. Taking a little breath from the battle of generations, even though Christy, a Gen Xer, is taking on Isaac, a millennial. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the way the game works is we've got three worst case scenarios. Each of you have been thinking about which one would be the worst for you. Mm-hmm. Scenario number one, you're a juror in the trial of a notorious mob boss. Number two, hang glide, you have to hang glide over Niagara Falls. And the third one is you have to wrestle a champion sumo wrestler. And Christy actually looked this up. What's the term for the sumo wrestling outfit? I, I think you pronounce it mawashi. Mawashi. That's the the yeah. loincloth thing yeah. that we were talking about. Yeah. Like right. it's so like Christy gonna... was sure because of that yeah. that Isaac would not. But it turns out Isaac's worst case scenario is hang gliding over Niagara Falls. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. The hang gliding is not. I, I'll do. I'll helicopter over it. I'll look at it. I'll even boat near it. The hang gliding. That's. How, that, I've never understood how that works. It always yeah. freaked me out the way. It okay, it's pretty pretty risky. I've never. All right. So uh, Isaac has a lead, one to nothing. Yeah. It's time to reveal Christie's answer in the worst case scenario. Now Isaac. Right. I'm guessing hers. Correct. Right. Okay. So. I've been thinking about this. Mm. I think Christy is like me. We share this quality in that we're down for like experiences. Mm-hmm. And I, for sure. I see you, if there's an event where you can like, if there's like a fair situation and they have like a defending sumo wrestling champion, <laughs> I see both of us being willing to jump in there and mix it up with them. Okay. I really do think All that right. that's possible. Okay. Hang gliding over Niagara Falls. Mm-hmm. I know you're outdoorsy. Yeah. We talked about mountain biking together. Uh-huh. Like, there's there's enough of a backlog there of outdoorsy stuff I know about you. Okay. Okay. The juror thing. Okay. You're also like me in that you overthink a lot of things. <laughs> no. And, and <laughs> I, what I makes could, you say that, I Isaac? I could just see you. I could just see you, like, coming into work in the mornings, and you're, like, disclosing way too much information to Mark. Like, well... Yeah, I'm not supposed to tell you this, but and, and you're like reason out <laughs> oh your thing to mark federal crime. Oh, yeah. You make me sound like thought. like I can't keep a secret, Isaac. <laughs> that's that's not necessarily what I'm okay. saying. <laughs> but All I right. think for you, I think your worst case scenario would be the juror thing. All right. Now you do get to ask one question. Did you want to use your one question? Okay. I, how do I even frame this? What's your comfort level with the mob? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, she can pull off a pretty good mobster okay. voice. All right, all right. Um, you want me to do my mobster voice? Yeah, yeah. Like I feel like I kind of have a connection with the mob. Um, Interesting. Fascinating. If I was on the jury. <laughs> You're not seeing the hand motion right now, but it's great. I think we can have a beautiful friendship. Wow. <laughs> Wow, no judgment. Wow. No judgment. Okay. Uh, Christy, okay. So does she have to answer honestly if I... Yes. Okay. Yeah, she's fear, already written it down. Fear of heights. Yay or nay? No. No? Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. So what's yeah, your answer, do. Isaac? I think that she's going to be afraid to do the uh, juror. The juror on a, yeah. on a, a trial worst, of a notorious mob case boss. Christy, which is your worst case scenario? I have a good connection with the Italian <laughs> mob. 
So that's not it. That's no? not it. No. Wow. No. Which one is it? I absolutely would not hang glide over Niagara Falls. Wow. Okay. Sweet. Okay. Yeah. I feel like there's so many things there. Number one, I've never hang, hang glided, however you say that. And I just feel like I would probably double parachute myself. Mm. And even if I fell off, I would still, my parachute, I would guide it into the wrong place. Like sure. it would just be a whole bad situation. Yeah. Could not do that. I would have no problem encountering the sumo wrestler. I feel like we could have a bowl of cheese dip and then I would win. <laughs> like, yeah. I, I think we would have a lot in common there. And, yeah, and then like I to would qualify, just. qualify like no problem. Yeah. <laughs> no, because he's the champion no sumo yeah. wrestler. Yeah. Probably 600 some up pounds. Yeah. Yeah. Experienced. Angry, but you feel good about it. Yeah, no I problem. I feel great about it, and, okay. and I feel like their culture—they would not want to hurt me as a woman. <laughs> okay, so there's a, there's a lot of factors there's in a that. A lot of factors, and then and just the fact that I can communicate on a mobster level, <laughs> I just think I think I would be safe. Okay. Uh, as a juror, like they would not mess with me. They, you know. Yeah. I feel like as a juror, you wouldn't be communicating to anyone <laughs> no. that's on trial. <laughs> so. I All right. don't know. We are officially tied wow. up. All right. okay. One to one. We'll do a little tiebreaker round. Coming up. This is a beautiful thing. I don't know about you, but after hearing Christy's voice doing the mob impression, I was bursting out laughing. That was so great. You know, if they ever do a remake of The Godfather, which I hope they don't, but if they did, I think Christy should audition because she knows how to communicate with the mob, right? I think that'd be great. Now, up next is a positive different story, again, from Mark and Christy. And this one, if I'm being honest, got me kind of teary-eyed. So, it's that time of the year for the College World Series. Of course, the Hogs are headed to Omaha this weekend. And was it last weekend, right? Was it yeah. Women's College, Women's World, College Series? World Series? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, because we were in Oklahoma City. You were yeah, in. Okay. I went. It was great. Oklahoma. Great time. I love it. Oh, you dominated. Pretty amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and our positive different story of the day has to do with even beyond the amazing performance on the field. It's what happened actually on the field afterwards when some of those ladies from the national champion OU team were videoed singing a little Casting Crowns song. I think that's so amazing to sit there. Of all things you could do, you're sitting there singing... Living for the world to see nobody but Jesus. Yeah. Well, Patty Gasso, she's the coach there at OU. Um, they've won six national championships now. Their record this year was 59-3. and They're saying that this is the best OU team that has ever existed um, in softball history for OU. But um, she just, she has this culture. Um, she yeah, started that. She started tell. there in 95. And you can just see the imprint she's made on these girls. And my hat's off to her because she's a phenomenal coach. And But even beyond that, a phenomenal human being. And just makes such a huge difference on those players. So one of our players, uh, Jordy Ball, was being interviewed afterwards and they do the big press conference and they were asking them about, because they do this whole rowing the boat thing. And they were like, what's that all about? Bible, um, it talks about when Peter walks on water. And so he's in the boat and it's nighttime and there's a storm and they see 
Jesus walking on the water towards him. They think it's a ghost at first, but then uh, he says, don't fear, like, it's, it's me. And so then Peter says, Lord, if that's really you, then tell me to get out of the boat and start walking towards you. And so um, Jesus says, all right, Peter, get out of the boat. And so he gets out of the boat, and his eyes are fixed on Jesus, and he starts walking towards him. But then he looks around, and he sees that he sees the storm, and he sees the waves and the wind and everything, and he starts to sink because he took his eyes off Jesus for a second and started looking at all the distractions and the dangers around him. So we say get out of the boat because... We just want to go out there, be free, and eyes on Jesus the entire time. Like, everything we do is for Him and the gifts that He's given us. And so, um, once you're out of the boat, the next part is, okay, now don't take your eyes off Jesus. You're out of the boat, so continue to get out of the boat and continue to keep your eyes fixed on Him and our play. And so that's where the row comes from. Preach it. Wow. I have nothing to add to that. Isn't that amazing? That's what it's all about right there. Our positive different story of the day today. That positive difference story from Mark and Christy really hit me in the feels hard. And I think it's because me, like you maybe, we're all just struggling with so much right now in our crazy world. There's a lot going on. And in the end, as the storm is raging, the wind's blowing, the rains are coming, the water's scary, all we have to do is keep our eyes on Jesus, focus on Jesus. And so that was a really powerful reminder for me in my own life. I hope it was for you as well. And such a inspirational moment to see these victorious young winners praising Jesus. And up next is Isaac with another heartwarming story. This is such a great story. While most graduating seniors are around 17 or 18, Arkansas native Clara Anderson received the chance to get a high school diploma to call her own at the age of 100. Now, I'm not the best at math, but that's significantly a little bit older than 17 or 18. And you might be able to guess that she had a little bit more of a non-traditional life. Clara's family moved from Little Rock to Russellville in search of work during the Great Depression in 1938. The move caused Clara to transfer to Russellville High School, and the school didn't offer the classes that she had at Little Rock High School. She had never taken French and geometry and was basically put into those classes in the middle of the school year, making it very difficult. And she met her boyfriend in choir, and that formed a great relationship that ended up lasting their entire lives when they got married. And once graduating, her boyfriend left Clara behind to work in California. And during her senior year, the two communicated through the mail. Towards the end of her first semester as a senior, Clara got a letter from her boyfriend with a train ticket asking her to join him in California. And of course, she did. And with just one semester left to finish, she boarded the train and left to California to start a new life. She said that she regretted not having a high school diploma. However, that didn't stop her from learning in life and reaching her goals. She went on to have a successful career managing a medical office and going into sales. Even though she didn't graduate in May of 1940, officials with Russellville High School said that they received the opportunity to award Clara with an honorary diploma, making her a part of the class of 2022. Now living in Florida, she's an avid crossword player, a quilter, a reader, and she even has started work on her autobiography. When her youngest great-grandchild was born, Clara told her doctor that she had to live to be 100 so, so she could see them graduate. I love that. So congratulations to Clara. Class of 2022 just takes a little longer sometimes. I love it. Really loved that story that Isaac shared. I might not have been 90-something when I got my high school diploma, but I was 19 and felt very old and out of place. 
But I've learned, and maybe you have as well, that our lives are a path that we walk with God. And sometimes God takes us through unexpected journeys, through different paths we never would have expected. And so we can't compare ourselves to what people consider normal or what we're supposed to do. You know, we should only focus on what God wants us to do. And our life might just, you know, end up being a really cool story that we get to share with people, just like Clara. Up next is more from Isaac. Hey, it's Isaac. So it is a hundred thousand degrees outside. It is so hot. It feels like every day it's getting warmer. Summer is really very much here. So here's what's funny about this. So they're talking about how to save energy. The U.S. Department of Energy always releases these energy and money saving tips during the summer when it's hot outside. The new guidelines on the U.S. Energy Department, they're saying that they recommend you keep your air conditioner at 78 degrees most of the time, uh, moving it up at least 7 degrees if you're out during the day, and then dropping it back to 78 in the evening when you return. Before bed, the agency recommends moving it to 82. The reason being that hot temperatures outside, when you have your AC kind of lifted up a little, uh, saves up to 3% on cooling bills, the department noted. But I will say, since I am not a cold-blooded reptile, <laughs> I can't I can't fathom having the house. Not only that, but leaving, going outside, being in the hot Arkansas weather, then coming into a home that I've raised from 78 to like the mid-80s in the house, I don't know that I could do it. I don't know that anyone would want to come to my house because I'd be so sweaty and stinky. I, d- I just don't see it happening. But hey, if you're trying to save some money, there's your tip. Raise it to 78 for most of the time might save 3% on your bills. So do what you want to do. No judgment if you're saving the money on that way. But um, I, I just, mm, at what cost? We have to ask ourselves, at what cost are we doing this? Because <laughs> I feel like what I would start spending alone on deodorant would be, <laughs> would compensate for that 3% gain. I'm just saying. 78 degrees for your thermostat does sound pretty hot for most people. But for me, that actually sounds perfect. Loving this idea, Isaac. I know, I'm probably some kind of lizard. Up next is a highlight from Anson and Kara, who are on the afternoons on KLRC during your drive home. I'm one of those people, Anson, who in general gets a little bit uncomfortable around anger at times. I just, I get nervous. I want things to be okay and peaceful and so anger can make me nervous. Mm. So when you read in the Bible things about like God being angry, it can be a little a little disorienting. Like yeah. what does that mean because I also know that he's full of love and compassion and so how do I kind of think about those two things? And I read something this weekend that helped me kind of reconcile them and think about it a little differently. Mm. Dane Orland says they're more closely related than you might think. For example, it's the father who loves his daughter most whose anger rises most fiercely if she's mistreated. Mm. I'm like, Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I can, that totally makes sense to me. And so then he said something else that I thought, wow, I've never really thought about this either. Perhaps you have been sinned against and the only appropriate response is anger. Mm. Be comforted by this. Jesus is angry alongside you. Indeed. He is angrier than you could ever be about the wrong done to you. Your just anger is a shadow of his, And his anger, unlike yours, has zero taint of sin in it. So as you consider those who have wronged you, let Jesus be angry on your behalf. Mm. His anger can be trusted. 
for it is anger that springs from his compassion for Mm -hmm. you. And in that knowledge, release your debtor and breathe again. Like Kara, I also feel very uncomfortable around people who I notice are angry or visibly upset. I think a lot of us feel very uncomfortable around anger and frustration, and I think it's because we often see that anger leads to bad things, lashing out at people. It's very negative, but we can also see, like Kara points out, that God has a righteous anger. And I would add that God gave us all of our emotions, including anger. And if we use anger, as God does, as a righteous anger, to be upset when a wrong thing has happened to someone, we can be inspired to do the right thing, to take action, and to, you know, in essence, make a positive difference. But like any emotion, anger has to be controlled and guided, just like even happiness or sadness. So thank you, Kara, for reminding us of what God's anger actually means and how it does show us of his love and compassion. Up next, Anson shares a funny story about his summer vacation photos. By now, we're probably all used to those memories that pop up on our phones, either from a social media network or maybe from your photos app on your phone. Uh And it pops up and says things like, hey, remember when you were doing this a few years ago or a few weeks ago or days ago or whatever? I I had one of these pop up on my phone uh, a few days ago and it said, hey, here's a few memories that we've put together from your trip to Florida from a couple weeks ago. I went to Florida for a business thing here for the station. Yeah. And uh, so it popped up. It was like, we made a collage for you of your photos from Florida. And I was like, you know, it's kind of funny because I don't really remember taking any photos. I mean, I I was going to a conference. Right. So I was mostly in a hotel (laughs) and the hotel ballroom. You weren't exactly on the beach. Exactly. So I pull up this collage and it's four photos that it's put together. Okay. The first photo is of uh, where I parked at XMA. Because I always take a picture of this section of the parking lot yeah, I'm in. that's important. So I remember when I come back, right? Yeah. Yeah, and then the uh, the second photo was a picture that I took of my laptop screen uh-huh. for my car rental. <laughs> so I remember my confirmation number. Sounds about right. The third one was another parking spot, this time uh, in the parking garage at the hotel. Oh, wow. And then the fourth one was a screenshot of my boarding pass. So Ah, uh, memories. Uh, I'll never forget them. <laughs> Is it just me or is it kind of creepy that Google Photos and other photo apps can just sort through all the data on your photos, knowing exactly where you took them and when you took them, and then they predict, ah, he was in Florida. He must have been on vacation. Let's make a collage. Like, I don't know, to me, that just seems a little bit creepy, but also handy, I guess. Technology is fun like that, isn't it? Creepy, but handy. Thank you so much for listening to this week's wrap-up. Join me next week as we catch up on things you might have missed during the week. Until then, have a great weekend.